Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here, wherever you are. I hope you're having an amazing day. Do me a favor, before we get started, take a minute and take a deep breath and release it all out and drop your shoulders. Please release the tension that you're holding in your shoulders and in your face. Like, untensify your face. (laughs) Trust me. Anyway, I feel that the more that I can give people the reminder to release the tension that they're holding within their body, the better everyone will be. So there was your reminder for today. All right, guys. So I was thinking, it's funny, when I sit down to think about what I want to talk to you about, um, it seems to be a pretty fun, like it's always a fun experience because I get really hyped about what comes to mind as far as like what I want what I want to share with you. <laughs> and so, which is a good thing, right? It makes the passion, like brings the passion out. And a lot of times some of the things too are stuff that I've wanted to talk to you about in my other forms of um, content for a long time. And it's just not always easy to get it out in text, like in a blog post or, you know, even in a live stream video. Um, So this is the perfect place most of the time, and it makes me very pleased. So what I want to talk about today is, like the broad topic is what you track grows. So basically what you track, you get more of. Or maybe even more so, like it's what you track, you can have more control over. And I'm going to give you a ton of examples as to what I mean. But the biggest like key point that you're going to hear me keep bringing home about that is the more that you know about about something that's going on in your own world, the more that you're um, aware of the actual facts, like the fact versus fiction, the black and white, um, things like that, the more that you're aware of it, the better you're equipped to manage it and handle it. And so that's one of the big pieces that I run into all the time with my clients. And honestly, I ran into in the past in my own life. And a lot of times it wasn't that I wanted to ignore things or like I didn't want to know all the information so I could manage it. I just didn't know how. So I ignored a lot of stuff, right? And then I would be like mad that it didn't, I didn't have more of it or, you know, that things don't work out the way that I wanted them to. And one of the big ones that this kind of comes down to a lot is is finances. I'm going to tell you, But, I mean, it works everywhere, and I'm going to give you lots of reasons as to why, but good story. So I had a client who called me, like, 911 emergency one morning. And basically, I have an agreement with my clients where we have boundaries. They know when our calls are, when it's appropriate for us to have conversations. But if there's, like, an emergency, I'll get on the phone with them, right? So there was an emergency. She was completely in tears in full-blown panic mode about how she wasn't going to have enough money this month to pay her bills. Like basically saying like, I didn't make my goal yesterday. 
I, so I have no idea how I'm going to, you know, pay my bills and I don't have enough money and this is crazy and I just, I don't know what I'm going to do and just like full-blown panic. And I think we've all had those moments, right, where we're like, shit, because you can't make money out of thin air, right? And so, and, and when you start to think about the money, the more you freak out about not having the money, right? And it becomes so big, becomes this very big thing inside of you that feels hopeless and feels daunting and feels like you are just, you lost, right? There's nothing you can do about it. So we're talking and I'm like, okay, tell me what's going on. Like, what's different this month than last month? Like, let's discuss this. And basically, to make a really long conversation short, she was scared because her expenses had gone up due to taking on this side business, due to expanding things within her own, um, the business that she owned that was a brick and mortar, her expenses had gone up drastically, I would say. And because of that, when she saw the money that was going out before she saw the money that was going in, caused her to look, think back to previous situations to where, yeah, like she'd be broke, right? She wouldn't be able to feed herself, basically. Um, here's why the freak out happened. We weren't looking, she wasn't looking at facts. She she hadn't paid attention or wasn't tracking correctly or, or enough, I should say, probably. Wasn't tracking what was going in and what was going out in the new way as things had changed in her business and in her life. She wasn't tracking that like, sure, her expenses had gone up $4,000 or something like that. I'm making, I think I'm just making that number up, but $4,000 a month we're going to go with. But she hadn't recognized that her income was set to be $6,000 more or something, right? And that's because obviously we don't receive all of our money for the month at the exact same time that our money has to go out. It doesn't always work that way. And so the conversation was a huge lesson for me as a coach, but also for her. And it's a conversation that I know we've discussed several times of like, wow, how quickly can we work ourselves up into believing something so wholeheartedly that we think it's the end of the world when it's not even based on facts. It's based on fears. It's based on past information. And we haven't taken the time to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are the actual facts? What is actually happening here? What, like, what are my, what is this, the numbers, right? So good example of that and ways to change that is like, I, I actually have a financial tracking spreadsheet that I've created based off of a couple of different examples I had seen from other people to where it tracks monthly expenses for personal, for business, and then monthly income. And basically, um, I can negotiate my income or like calculate my income monthly. Like at the end, beginning of the month, I can know for the majority what's coming in and then there are some variables. For a lot of my clients, they do it weekly. They go in and update it weekly. They have a projection of what's supposed to be coming in based off on what's like pre-scheduled and that. But anyway, basically what we do is go in and adjust it almost daily, right? And but specifically weekly and monthly. And this is something that I had been doing myself because I had grown up with not much money management training. <laughs> I guess training is the best word, knowledge. Um, and I used to have 
full-blown panic attacks about everything money-related, um, and I've had to do a lot of work around my money mindset because of that. And um, this tracking sheet helped me stop ignoring, like back in the day, I used to just ignore my expenses until they came out and like I would pay late fees and just all this unnecessary bullshit, right? And so when I started getting serious about really creating more of a financial like wealth or security type situation, this tracking system was the ultimate game changer for me. Because you can look at your bank account all day long, right? But it's confusing sometimes. Like, especially if you paid cash for something or if it's a pending payment or you wrote a check that hasn't come out yet. Like, those types of things. I know for me, balancing a checkbook would work. But once I started running the business too, and certain things I run through the business, certain things I don't, you know, whatever, it had become just not a convenient way anymore. So the spreadsheet allowed me to track everything. So I basically know almost off the top of my head at this point, what day each fixed bill is coming out, how much extra I have to spend each month, um, how much I'm going to allow myself at this point. That's kind of what I do is like, okay, you can spend this much more if you want or whatever. Or maybe I'm like, we're going to go on a spending cleanse. That's something I like to do for myself. It's like, we're buying nothing but food for the rest of the month. It's kind of just me making sure that I'm not being impulsive. <laughs> it's kind of like my trick for myself. But anyway, the point of the matter is, and this is this whole conversation is not a financial planning conversation by any means, but it's what I've learned and what a coach a long time ago taught me, and I did not get it until a couple years later probably. But if you don't track your money, where it's coming and where it's going, you're not going to have more of it. You're not going to feel confident in what you even have. You're not going to even be acknowledging what you have. And if we want to go to the law of attraction side of things, which you guys know that I like, I live by that. Um, I totally believe in like attracts like and energy and all the things. That if you're disrespecting your money by not paying attention and by not being aware of where it's coming and where it's going and whether you're spending, you know, $25 a month on some subscription that you don't even know what the fuck it is, like wasting it, disrespecting it, why do you think that you should have, why do you think you're going to be given more of it? This is also why if you've read any money management books, like for example, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, he tells several examples of customers of his, clients of his, who were making multiple seven figures, but at the end of the month, every month, they would have no money left. No matter what. It's like no matter what happened, they'd have no money left. So while like, cool, on paper, it looked awesome, like they're making all this money, but they were not profiting much and they certainly weren't putting any in their pockets. And what it would come down to was a man, like a tracking part and money mindset issues as far as like believing that you're not good at managing money. Well, then you're not going to keep any, Right. The different topics like that. If you have not read that book, I highly suggest it. I'll comment it. I'll put it in the comments below or the notes below. But it's it's a mindset thing in a big way. We block ourselves so much subconsciously and energetically on things that we choose not to pay attention to, basically. And that was just a drastic example, right? So let's think about this too. So if you don't respect your time, then why do you think you're going to have or you should be able to have more of it. 
Like, why do you think that's going to happen? Like, how do you freaking think that's going to occur? If you're not tracking and being aware and consistent and diligent with how you're spending your time, like for real, for real, how you're spending your time, then what makes you think that you're going to get more of it, that you're going to be able to manage it properly to have more time and to feel like you have more whatever. Maybe it's time to spend with your family. Maybe it's time to work more. Maybe it's time for freedom. For me, it's like time to do no things other than what I want or like what brings me joy that's not work-related. Like that's what it was for me. But the truth is like a lot of people come to me and they're like, I never have time for anything, blah, blah, blah. This is my life. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. We all have a lot of shit going on. How much time, you know, per day do you think you spend on this thing? And they're like, what? I'm like, do you set aside time? Yeah, I want to journal every day or I want to go to the gym every day. And I'm like, cool. So what time do you have scheduled to go to the gym each day? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, well, what time do you go to the gym every day? Well, it just kind of depends. And then most, I go, then most of the time you don't go. And they're like, well, yeah, because then the rest of the day happens and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, not managing it. Like you're not tracking your time and respecting your time in a way that allows you to do the things that you want to do, right? So that's the part that we have to shift in our brain is we're like, oh, but I want to do the thing. Okay, cool. But if you really wanted to do the thing, you would schedule it in just like you would a person who's paying you money, right? Somebody's paying you money to talk to them on the phone at 2 p.m. on Tuesday. You're sure as hell going to write 2 p.m. on Tuesday on your calendar. And guess what? Then at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, you show up for that phone call, right? The reason that you have time for that phone call is because you're tracking it and because you made it a priority. You're paying attention, right? Well, that goes with any of the things you're wanting to make time for. The other thing is when you're tracking your time, you're more likely to be realistic about what you actually have time for to do. Truth is, when I say realistic for this, people get real bent out of shape. So let me side note really quick. It's so fun how everyone's like, if a coach is telling you to be realistic about your goals and expectations, like that's ridiculous because you should be reaching for the stars. And I'm like, cool, bro. Did I say you shouldn't have goals and dreams? Absolutely not. Did I say that you should be realistic with your time? Yes. Because that's the piece that the majority of the hoopla that you hear rolling around the internet is missing. Cool. It's a great story for you to tell me. This has happened to me as a client from a coach of mine in the past. It's a cool story for you to tell me that I should be able to spend, you know, eight hours a day, which is an exaggeration, four hours a day writing content, posting, and recording videos, okay? When I'm spending, you know, what was it, like four out of seven days of the week, I was spending um, six plus hours with clients. So realistically, for me, and I have, like, I don't believe in working yourself to the bone. I used to do that, and it is still a tendency I have to maintain, but I know that it's not sustainable and it doesn't work. And so... Anyways, like the guideline or or the quote unquote expectation that was placed on me by someone who did not ask me how my day flows, did not ask me what was going on in my life, did not say, oh, hey, what does your schedule look like? I remember the conversation of him saying to me, what's your ideal day look like? 
okay, well, my ideal day is a goal to get to. My current situation is not my ideal day, obviously, or I wouldn't be hiring a coach, correct? Okay, so how do we get from point A to point B? Well, that was never told to me. And so that's part of the reason that like I hammer this down so strictly with my people is because I know that this is the missing link. If you were to be tracking your time and be able to look back, you know, in a month or a year and say, how much time each day was I spending on X, Y, and Z? How much time each week was I spending on clients? How much time was I spending writing? How much time, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, I don't mean you got to clock in and clock out. I just mean if you look at your planner where you're writing down what you're spending your time on, you're able to get yourself a rough idea, right? Which means that you can create a different scenario. Data helps us across the board, right? So tracking is a huge thing. But as far as to take me back, I went on a little tangent there, sorry. But to take me back originally to what we were discussing is that what you track grows with your time. If you are very tracking, like detail-oriented, paying attention to where your time is placed and how you're using it, that's when you can start to manipulate it. We wanna be able to manipulate things to fit into what we want and need. So when you're seeing, okay, I need to, to write this program and it's gonna take me, so this is a good example. I would sit down, my last program, right? I sit down and I'm like, here's all the sections. There's gonna be like seven sections uh, or lessons in each section or each lesson has several sections, which each has a video and a written text. So I come up with like, I don't remember the number, but like 30 videos I have to record, right? And so then realistically, to to tell myself that I should be able to record 30 videos and create all of the copy and create all of the homework for this project in a week is completely ridiculous unless I literally did nothing else and didn't sleep. Like, it's just not going to happen. That's where the like time tracking comes into practice. Because if you're aware and you're managing and in control of your time, then you can look at that and say, okay, I can put this many, I, I'm going to need this many weeks to produce this content for this program where I can also then take care of my family, take care of myself, take care of my clients, go to my job, whatever it is, right? And so, but if you're not tracking your time and you're not paying attention to that, you're going to continuously live in a loop-de-loop cycle of overwhelming yourself and never actually completing the things that you want to complete and then feeling like a failure because of that. Well, no, you're not feeling, you're not, it's not that you're a failure, it's just that you're missing a huge piece of the puzzle that's preventing you from being successful. So that's when it comes to time, why time tracking is so important because obviously there's only 24 hours in a day, but when you maximize the way that you utilize the time in the day, it grows. It feels like it grows, that's for sure. So that's why I believe in you know tracking and planning and then tweaking as you go until you find the perfect plan or perfect scenario that works for your life. It's not a one and done deal. It's a go on and on, let's tweak it each month, let's tweak it each week, what worked, what didn't kind of thing. That's why I have Operation Do. Not a plug by any means, but just stating the obvious. Like that's why I have a program that works on finding the balance, keeping the balance, finding what works for you, keeping what works for you. Like that's what we do because I know that it it's always moving because life changes, right? 
So, okay, what else does it, what else are things besides finances and time that you can track and when you track it, it grows. Progress is a big thing. So progress on strength training, for example. If you're not tracking where you started, size of your biceps or your thighs or your glutes, if you're not periodically measuring that and paying attention to what's changing and what's not, you're not going to get the progress that you want. It's not going to grow. And here's why. Because what if you've been doing squats every other day for seven months and you have no idea what size your glutes and your thighs were when you started and it feels to you like they're not growing, right? And maybe they're not growing, but maybe what if you had the data, you could say, okay, so every other day for six months I've been squatting, here's the weight that I've been squatting, here's how much I've gone up, here's the other, like this is how much I'm eating, why am I not gaining size? Well, it could be that you're squatting too much, not giving yourself enough time for recovery. It could be that you're not eating enough protein. It could be that your form is off. It could be a lot of things. But if you haven't like figured out or, or if you have no data to go off of, then good luck figuring out a way for you to tweak something to get the growth and to get the more size and to get to the places that you're wanting to be. I mean, the same thing goes with weight loss or weight gain. Like, if you don't know where you started, like I, I don't ever want you to obsess over these things because that doesn't help either. But like checking in monthly, weekly, bi-weekly, paying attention to things like, hey, my pants don't fit anymore. Like I remember that was a thing for me. Like my shorts wouldn't fit over my thighs. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. I've gained all this size. This is huge. Um, you know, same thing. And then as I've worked on gaining weight, it's like, oh, cool. Like my pants are super tight you know, in my waist or whatever. I didn't need to weigh myself to know that I had put on weight. Like I was aware and I wasn't stressing or like freaking out about it. It was though that I was able to see and track the progress so that I could then manipulate the data that I have and the tasks that I'm taking in order to then move more towards the direction that I'm wanting to go. It's like what you track grows plus the action that's necessary, right? Like they fit together like puzzle pieces that then allow you to be smarter than the average bear and maneuver things around in a way that you're spinning your time in a directional place where you're not wasting time on things. The action that you're putting out there is taking you in the direction that you need or want to go. Super important. Super, super important. Um, One of the things that I think is huge to note here is if you don't know where you've been, you have no idea where you're going and you can't acknowledge your growth or your direction or things that have happened, which then prevents you from really having a solid plan of, you know, of motion moving forward. Um, And so paying attention, making a note, like that's why I like the passion planner so much is because there's room for me to write and I can write in the back of it. There's open spaces and then each quarter and each month they have like a reflection place that I can put some of these numbers and I can pay attention to. Like, So for my business being a social media based business, I track my numbers, right? I track my numbers for my business. I need to, like I like to pay attention to if my followers are up and down. 
up or down, if my engagement is up or down, if my mailing list subscribers is up or down or the same. Tracking things like that for me, it you know, imagine running a business like I do to where you don't have people coming in and out of a door within, you know, your business, like within your building. And so social media is like a different breed because people scroll and see your stuff, but they don't always interact and they're not always messaging with you. And it's just a very different type of thing to manage. But like, imagine, because I've done this, okay, where you feel like you're, what you're doing is not working. Like I'm getting no growth. I'm not getting a response. Nothing's working. I don't know what's going on. Like maybe I should just stop doing this, right? Well, how can you say nothing's working if you don't know your progress? Like if you've not been paying attention to actual numbers and data as to what's happening. Like you can't know if you've been successful or not successful over the past 30 days, if what you've been doing is working or not working over the last six months, two years, whatever it is. And this is a conversation that comes up with clients too, where they're like, nothing's working. Oh my God. And I'll, you know, we'll talk about the emotional and subconscious beliefs and limiting beliefs that create the fear and the the feeling in us that we're not doing enough, that we're not good enough, that we're not successful. Like there's underlining reasons there. And one of the ways that I help also combat that is by tracking facts like this, is being like, okay, how many people are paying you this month? How many people have you worked with over the last 30 days, over the last however many days? You know, what was your sales number last year at this time? Like that sort of stuff, like we'll pull up and look at. And then they're like, oh shit, okay. Like I know one of my clients, it's a new, very new business where the profit margin can be really tricky. And you're putting out a lot of money and expenses and the money trickles back in in a different rate and it's just a very uncomfortable place to be in a lot of times. And so there was a good solid four months or so that he definitely felt like he was failing. Like he was spending way more than he was making and there was no way this business was working. And so we would go through and look and I'd say, how much has been paid out last month? Okay, how much is been brought in or how much is in your accounts receivable. And looking at those facts shifts your perspective into a constructive and productive place of being like, oh, this is working. I am making money. And then what that also does with that data is give you the opportunity to maybe tweak some other things. Like what we did in that situation was we would tweet, we tweaked the number of days that his accounts had to pay him back because I'm like, you're not a bank. You shouldn't be sitting on 15, you know, thousand dollars worth of bills for 45 days. Like no way. Tell them they need to pay you every 15 days, like net 15 or on receipt if you want to, like whatever it is. Or maybe they have a credit limit and when they reach it, they have to pay that before you can put any other jobs on credit. Like, but that data that we had is what allows us to find out this information of where maybe why he may have a factual reason that he's feeling like he's not making any money and it could be that he's you know having people not pay him for 45 days right so none of that is found and we intend instead human nature we spin on these things that we think are fact and we have no idea how to fix them we think we're failing we think we're fucked like all this stuff because we're not looking at the black and white we're not looking at 
the facts versus the fiction. And when I say the fiction, the fiction is the story that we're telling ourselves in our head. You know, and there's a split side to this too. It's rare to find this person, but there's people too that think that they're doing way better than they are, but then they're like, but this doesn't make any sense because I don't, where's my money? And I'm like, well, let's take a look. This is actually what you're doing versus the story you're telling yourself in your head. Like, it's great to be confident, but it's not great to fill yourself with bullshit either. Like, you need to look at the reality is, is where the big piece is. Like, if we want to have successful visions and dreams and goals and big lofty ideas of where we want to go, we have to be very, very familiar and very intimate with our current reality. Because if you don't know the things that are going on right now in your world, taking a proper path to get to whatever that goal or dream is that you have is going to be really hairy. And usually, it's just, it's not going to work. And that's what leaves a lot of people in distress. And that's why a lot of people, a lot of things I'm talking about right now is why people quit. Well, there's that. There's our, there's our full circle statement. Everything that we've talked about this entire time, this entire conversation is, these are the reasons why people quit. They think they're failing. They think it's hopeless. They think that no one cares what they're saying, obviously, right? They think that they're not getting any progress. They're not gaining weight. They're not losing weight. They're not gaining strength. They're not gaining followers. Their money is, it doesn't matter what they do. They never have any money. They never have any money. They never have this. They're failing. This is the reason why people quit. This is why they stop working out. This is why they stop eating a specific diet. This is why they leave their business and close the doors. A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs don't make it because of things like this. Because their time, same thing, right? This is why people quit. Well, I don't have time for that. Or it's not working. I don't have enough time. I don't know what to do those types of things. Also, this is why having a coach that's of integrity and knows how to help with this kind of shit is such a big investment piece that's like actually priceless at the end of the day when it comes to sticking to it and, and staying the path so that you can continue to grow past the stuff. And I wish I could tell you that there'll be a day that you'll never worry about any of these things, but that's not true. I know people who are making half a million dollars more than me or a million dollars more than me who still have these same things where they're like, wait a minute, but what's the fact, right? Like everybody has, and it's just as you continue and your facts get bigger, it's almost more important as you become more successful because there's a lot more data happening, right? Like there's a lot more to pay attention to and make sure is happening the way that it's supposed to happen. So this should be a lifelong practice, no matter where you are, what you're doing in your life, whether you're working a nine to five, running a business, working in the house, anything like that. Like think about, I know a lot of women who run a household, that's their job. And holy moly, it's a hell of a job, but they feel like there's never enough time. They feel like they're never actually spending quality time with their husbands or themselves or their kids or the grocery bill is so huge every single month. Like, how the fuck do we spend so much money on groceries and never and never um, have anything to eat? Stuff like that, right? Well, tracking. Like, tracking your time is going to create 
and being with the bound with having boundaries is going to create more of space for you to have quality time with each person like I have a friend who has several children and they switch off week to week of like one-on-one time with each kid like you know this week the first week of the month is for child number one the second week of the month is with child number two where they just go by themselves with that person for two hours or whatever or that kid or they bring them into the room and shut the door do whatever they create some sort of something and that takes planning that takes tracking your time um, and none of this is easy by the way so I'm not saying it's just like oh yeah so simple no but it takes it takes diligence it takes responsibility and paying attention but it is doable and like the whole grocery thing if man if I don't understand that because holy moly I have two situations right I have the situation where I'm buying groceries for me in my house and then I have situations where buying groceries for Tony's house which is like mind-boggling because there's not that many people there and somehow they eat more food than like a family of six it's crazy which is fine but what I'm getting at is paying attention to like what you have in the refrigerator what you need to have like if people are still eating out all the time because there's nothing prepared in the fridge like maybe you buy more prepared meals and less from the grocery store whatever it is but paying attention to the dollars that you're spending and kind of creating a little budget for yourself or like my brother and sister-in-law do this and it's really cool they have a very like strict menu for their month or for the week and so when they go to the grocery store they have a specific grocery list of the things that they need for that week's dinners and lunches so that's all they buy and it's pretty awesome because then there's not a bunch of extra money spent there's not a bunch of extra bullshit in the fridge and in the pantry and then everyone's eating really well because they're eating these really well you know planned out meals but it comes from tracking it right it comes from tracking you know and recognizing that their kids aren't eating vegetables for a while so okay well we got to get less chips and more vegetables like just all this stuff comes from slowing down for a minute and saying okay why is this happening or not happening what can I pull as true reality facts to give me more information so that I can make better informed decisions and better informed action moving forward towards the things that I want more of bam mic drop that is the end I think of that conversation <laughs> so I feel like I could keep on going but I did I do have a commitment to you guys that I try to keep these closer to the 30 minute 20 to 30 minute range so that they are easy and convenient to listen to and you keep on coming back for more right because they're quick quick and jam-packed full of information so as always friends thank you for being here I appreciate you very very much and if as always if you liked this episode please share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. if you share it on social media which we would love for you to do make sure that you tag me in your post and then we actually um are going to start accepting donations towards I guess it's donations tips whatever you want to call it everyone's calls it something different towards the podcast um, to just help basically fund the expenses of the of the podcast and so the easiest way to do that is just to send money at this point through Venmo so I'll include that link below do not by any means feel obligated but I know some people like to contribute to the cause and I appreciate that very much and so this is just an easy way for you to do that if you feel so inclined 
Thank you for being here, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.